talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And welcome to this week's episode of the Artist Interview. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it is my absolute privilege and pleasure to scour the world of contemporary Christian music and bring to you some of the artists with not just great music, but also interesting stories. And I'm so pleased today that in a moment we're going to welcome Stephen Stanley to the show. But before we do, let's play a track that I'm sure many of you will recognise. It's No Hopeless Soul. That was No Hope Is Soul by Stephen Stanley. I'm so pleased that Stephen is with us today. Hey, Stephen, how are you doing? Hey, Gordon. Glad to be here, man. Well, thank you so much for just actually the beautiful tracks that we've played time and time again here in the UK. Um, it would be great to hear a little, about your, a little bit about your story and a little bit about who you are, how God came into the picture for you, uh, and how your gift of music came about. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm from Georgia uh, in the United States. And um, I've been uh, in church my whole life. Um, I've been, uh, I, I was, I was uh, saved, uh, brought to Jesus at a very young age. Um, my dad is a, is a pastor here. And um, yeah, so I've always, always been in music for, for a long time. Um, when I was about nine years old, I lost hearing in my left ear because of an accident. And uh, that's when I started playing music. Firstly, what sort of accident did you have? So it was a jet ski accident. Um, a a nine-year-old on a jet ski? Were you by yourself? I was, well, I was at a friend's house. Uh, we were on like a private lake. The lake was very small. The jet skis were kind of old. Yes, and I agree. It probably shouldn't have put a nine-year-old <laughs> on a jet ski by himself. So <laughs> I don't know exactly what happened. Uh, I sort of blacked out. I don't remember anything. Um, I just remember waking up in the hospital and, and not being able Gosh. to. <laughs> well, I, I guess on the bright side, that's not a good situation, but it's much better than waking up and not being able to breathe. So, totally. so, so, cause it's water involved, always dangerous, but, but you got to hospital and you came around and found you couldn't hear in your left ear at all. Correct. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that's kind of always stuck with me is that, uh, the doctors said I shouldn't be alive. Um, they also said there's, there's certain nerves that were, uh, it was so close to where the, the accident happened, where the impact happened, that I, I shouldn't be able to use half my face, um, that it should be, you know, my face should be kind of drooping and possibly even like my left eye shouldn't be working, like all this. So it could have been so much worse. Um, but, it, you know, it was, I came so close to, to you know, not being here today. And I, I think part of that, and maybe this is, you know, I don't know if I should think this way. I think I should, though. I. God has me here to do something that he wants me to do. Um, and I've just always had that thing about me that I know God wants to use me because I'm still here, <laughs> you know, from that, yeah. you know, from a very young age, I just had that in my mind. Um, but that is really what brought me into what I'm doing today. We're going to hold you again. Cause, cause right. It's okay. So, okay. Hold me. All right. Slow me down. So, so, so you've had, you've had this accident You've survived. You you come around in hospital, and you've lost your hearing. You left here. 
at that moment or your thought process. I just got to try and clarify that because because you said that's what got you into music. However, if I just lost my hearing in my left ear, I wouldn't be going, yeah, career in music. That's what I need now that I've lost half my hearing. Right. So how did that actually come about that moment? So um, because I was so young, my inner ears were off. So I couldn't play outside. My, my balance was, was completely off. Okay. So I was basically had to stay inside you know, sit on the couch or, you know, watch TV or, but instead of my mom, you know, letting me watch TV or, you know, getting me like a video game thing, uh, she gave me her old guitar. And so for about six months, all I have was like these music instruments. Um, you know, she, she also taught me how to play the piano. So really that accident, it, that's how it kind of brought me on that course. Cause there's nothing else to do really. <laughs> Kudos to your mum because yeah. absolutely the temptation just to stick you in front of a Nintendo or something, I'm sure I'm sure lots of people would understand, be sympathetic in that situation. If someone did just say, "Look, here's Nintendo. You, it will pass the time." <laughs> Learning an instrument absolutely changed your life. So, were your parents both musical? My mom, uh, she used to lead worship in college, and my dad has an amazing singing voice. So they're both they're both slightly musical. My mom's a school teacher. My dad's a pastor, so they didn't really do it as a you know profession or anything. But not professionally, but yeah. they, they got some skills. They got some skills for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that so that's cool. So age nine, you've learned the guitar and and to play the ivories a bit on the piano. Are you writing songs at that moment? Are you just playing other people's songs? What's going on? Not quite. I'm just kind of I'm just kind of playing. So we ended up moving. Uh, the, at the time of the accident, my dad was a, a youth pastor, uh, and then we moved. And I was about 13, I think, um, and started uh, playing music in the church. And about that time, that's when I started writing songs. I think, I think my first song was called Jesus, You Were Mine. <laughs> I, think, I think that was the first one. Um, and yeah, I started writing songs and then um, just never stopped, I guess. <laughs> It's a great thing to have done. I'm very pleased that you stuck with it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, is there a moment when you said to yourself, I want to do this as my career? You know what? There wasn't because I never had any other idea of what uh, any other thing that I would do. It was always just like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> just since I wow. started playing, I, I've just had this, this sort of passion for it that I, I never questioned it. I just knew that was what I was supposed to do. Okay, so you know that you want to be a musician. Now we better find out about how on earth that actually came about because you've got some tracks that have been phenomenally successful. If, if we look at No Hopeless Soul, uh, which you just heard a moment ago, on, on Spotify, that's been listened to over 4 million times. And that's just one platform alone. It, it's, it's a hugely uh, loved track. How did you go from 13-year-old playing a bit of music, wanting to do this, to it actually happening? Man, so... Um, yeah, I, so I was, I was playing music mostly in the church. I, um, I moved out when I was about 17 of my parents' house and I decided to become a worship leader at a church, probably about like a couple hours away from, from my parents. And, uh, that didn't work out. <laughs> I, uh, I realized that I still lead worship at my dad's church today. Um, but I, I sort of saw that I kind of wanted to go outside of the church and, and make music and, and put out music and write and record. Um, I knew that I didn't want to be a worship leader per se. Um, 
So that sort of took me on this journey where I started learning the craft of recording and going in the studio. Um, I had a mentor, an amazing mentor that kind of, um, he had heard a song that I had written and recorded just on my own. And um, he had been in a band, uh, a rock band in like the early 2000s in the Christian music scene. And uh, yeah, he just took me under his wing and he taught me so much just about the studio and uh, about how to write a song really, you know, what it really takes. And um, yeah, so we, we had recorded, it's actually unreleased. Um, we recorded like five songs together and we probably two years after that. So this was probably 2016 when we started writing and recording uh, some songs and we went to Nashville and shortly after that, it's not long story short, literally we sent them these songs and uh, Capitol uh, Records wanted to sign, you know, sign me, uh, which was the craziest thing ever. And it's absolutely huge. Yeah, it was it was mind blowing. It was so that was 2020. So from about 2016 to 2020, I'm working on music, you know, playing concerts and writing. And then 2020 January, I signed with Capitol, and then the world goes crazy. <laughs> You know, uh, you know, COVID-19 hits and you know, literally like, I think like two and a half months later, maybe February, March when, when COVID hit. So what I was, what the plan was is that I was going to write and record music and then do the standard thing, you know, release, release music and do a radio tour and hopefully play some concerts. And, but uh, we didn't want to wait. So our first song, no hope. That was my first song I ever released was no hopeless soul. And, uh, it was probably about a year process of working on that song and a few others. Um, yeah, I think we wrote it mid 2020 and then it came out um, 2021, January, 2021. And uh, honestly, it was so mind blowing just to, you know, that song ended up being on the radio, you know, to hear your song on the radio for the first time. It's like a, a crazy experience and it's so strange especially when you've been listening to that radio station since you were like <laughs> a child. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Well, well, and, and also the fact that you're being played on radio stations in the UK yeah, and that's Australia and the States. So you've got people listening to you worldwide. Yeah, I, I, see, I, that doesn't even compute with my brain. Uh, I really don't understand that. I've never been to England. I would love to go to England, but I've, I've uh, yeah, that's, that's mind-blowing. But the song, you know, people, people really liked it. And, um, you know, the fact, you know, we just played a concert in, in Michigan here in the States and uh, they were singing it, you know, while we were playing it. So, you know, that's that's another just that's a crazy thing. <laughs> you know? it, it is. I, I've got to say, I, I can't imagine how cool that moment would be. I, I have had the privilege of just being on stage a few times, not to play instruments, but just, you know, get a press pass or something. Yeah. And, and then looking out on the crowd and you've got thousands of people. Uh, like 20,000 people you're going whoa yeah. it's just so cool and and people singing stuff at the stage and you're going this is just outrageously amazing so um so so the feeling is being the artist is actually leading that I've got to say got to be one of those moments where you go this is kind of special <laughs> so um so that 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 is a neat thing to to experience uh, I suppose I should ask obviously obviously there's so many highs from it has there been a, a moment where it's just been a struggle where you've gone actually this is hard and 
I need Jesus to help me in this moment. Maybe it's just been something that's gone wrong. Maybe it could be even a funny thing. I don't know. But but tell us about some of the times when it's not easy. Um, uh, nothing is easy. <laughs> I, think, I think the entire the, the entire year of 2021 was probably um, probably the lowest point in my life uh, so far. Um, I I started. I'd had some mental health issues sort of before. I started releasing music and uh yeah 2021 was just full of of you know this deep deep anxiety and you know eventually slipped into this depression um which was you know man yeah it was a it was a rough year for sure and uh of course i needed i needed god's help i needed you know i was you know reading scripture every day and I think it goes into these next two songs. I think we'll, we'll play eventually. Um, I ended up writing about 230 songs um, in, in 2021, which that's, you know, according to Nashville standards, the normal songwriter will write a hundred to 150 songs a year. And I just <laughs> sort of went way over that. <laughs> that. That is an extraordinary number yeah. of songs to have written. So. Yeah, it's, it's wow. great. And it, it goes into, you know, what we wrote in you know, the soul. What, what it was about um, was exactly what it says, that, that no one's hopeless. Um, I would have, uh, you know, people at my church here. Um, there would be so many times where someone would walk in and, and say, or not walk in. I would talk to someone and invite them to church or talk to them about Jesus. And they say, I've got to fix me first. I've got to get rid of all the, the bad stuff I'm doing. And then I can go to church and then I can you know, uh, uh, talk to God about it or talk to my family about it. And No Hope Soul was sort of saying the antithesis of that. It's like, no, you don't, uh, you don't fix yourself first. You, uh, you start a relationship with Jesus and then he fixes you. <laughs> he, he works through all that stuff. Yeah. You know, you don't have to feel, you don't have to stay in this state of hopelessness because that's where you'll be if you don't, if you don't ask Jesus to help you. <laughs> Um, and that's sort of how I felt. It was kind of ironic that I put out this song called No Hope of Soul, feeling sort of hopeless myself, you know, after I put it out. And um, one thing that started to happen, which sort of got me out of that, um, it was a very slow process. It, I, I started reading scripture every day. Um, that's, that's a thing that sounds so like Sunday school, uh, you know, to do that, but it helps me so much today, just keeping a good frame of mind and understanding that there's a bigger picture and that God has you and he's got everything under control. Um, but yeah, so, I, but, but also in the songwriting, the reason I wrote so many songs is that's just, that's my outlet. That's, that's what God gave me to, to be able to express myself. Um, and so I just started writing songs and they started off really, really dark. Um, you know, and this, you know, there's these next two songs were written in that, that sort of period in the, in the really dark period. And then over time they got a lot brighter and a lot more hopeful. Um, and I, you know, I would walk into song rights, you know, with, with other uh, guys, you know, that we were writing with, and I would just tell them, I'm like, I don't want to write the standard Christian song right now. I don't want to write, you know, the verse, everything is bad. The chorus, 
you know, oh, everything's good now. <laughs> and the bridge is like, everything's really good now. I was just like, I just, can we just write a song about where I'm at right now? You know, can I just, can I just sit down and, and just express what's going on? Cause that's what I need to do. That's what feels honest right now. And so that's, that's what we did. Well, I've got to say, definitely uh, worth being honest uh, with your music because it comes through really beautifully in in the songs but also it's a real joy to talk to you and one thing you won't know is that actually this is the third interview in a row where people have talked about mental health anxiety struggles and actually just even as christians things actually you know you it's hard and being realistic yeah. honest about things being hard uh, i hope that it's a helpful message to our listeners that uh if you're finding things hard, you're not alone at finding things hard, but also that people talk about coming through uh, that hard time as well. So there's, there is light at the end of the tunnel, even when you can't see that. So um, so thank you very much, Stephen. Can I ask a question? How old are you, sir? 26. 26, so still, still relatively young. So um, that's a nice, it's, uh, you're smiling away. Yeah, 26, I've got loads of time out of me. You probably have, that's great. But but it, I, one of the things I think is your generation, I think, and and the generation that's sort of just a bit, bit younger than you, uh, are struggling like other generations haven't struggled in the same way with right. just a significant amount of um, anxiety uh, and pressure and all sorts of stuff that the world throws on us um, that just makes, well, it steals our joy. So, um, so anyway, um, thank you. Thank you very much for sharing on that. Um, do you feel at the moment that you've, you've pushed through and that actually you're, you're changing the situation or is it still a bit of an, an up down situation? Yeah, I think, I think during that moment, the, the best thing I did was get real practical knowledge about what was going on. Um, I talked to a, a counselor, um, which that was, that was the best thing I did because he gave me actual real just information about how, you know, what's going on. Um, you know, one thing he told me, um, what I'm doing is, is something called flooding. So I'll have a question pop into my mind or an insecurity or, or something that I'm comparing myself to. And all of this would happen at the same time. And um, it would just kind of come over me and I couldn't get out because I couldn't stop thinking about all these issues. And uh, basically, it sort of triggers your fight or flight mode in your body where you're actually, you know, having a panic attack and, and sort of freaking out. And uh, he gave me some tools to basically be able to shut that down, uh, to be able to take my focus and focus on one thing. Um, you know, and most of the time that was reading scripture, just trying my best to shut everything out focus on scripture or, or a movie, you know, <laughs> something where I'm taking all that focus and focusing on something else. Cause I would feel like I had to answer those questions in that moment. You know, I hope that makes sense. I know that sounds very strange, but you know, it, it probably doesn't sound very strange to quite a few of our listeners who are going, that's how I feel. That's, that's exactly me. So actually uh, sure. There's going to be lots of people who can't relate to it, but actually yeah. it's really important to share exactly how it was for you. So, okay. So, so being overwhelmed and flooded is what it sounded like. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, that, that helped me a lot. I also learned that, you know, I, a lot of believers, I think don't accept sometimes the idea of, of mental health because they confuse the brain with the soul. Um, I think your mind can be sick. Um, 
And it's just like a broken bone. It's just like, you know, if you need heart surgery, uh, you know, it, it, there are ways to, to fix it. And a lot of times I, I believe it can be spiritual things. I definitely think with me, there was, there was a spiritual aspect to it of, you know, you know, I, I, I'm doing a lot of ministry and no hope soul got a bunch of streams and, and I don't think the enemy likes that, <laughs> but, um, but I do think it was, there was an illness there that needed to be cured. It's just not the, Hey, some people need medicine. I don't think I needed medicine. Um, but it was, it was just a different way of, of treatment. It was literally a counselor just sort of going through things with me and, and explaining why, you know, why the things were happening. Um, but yeah, I think there is a difference between your mind and your soul. Um, it's, it's a part of the body and it can be, it can get messed up, you know? Yeah, for sure. So you talked about reading scripture now for maybe some of our non-Christian listeners, maybe they just tuned in by accident. They're not really sure what we're even talking about, but you, so you mentioned that when you're having anxiety and panic attacks, you, you would, you would read scripture. So we're talking about the Bible. Was there a particular book within the Bible that you would turn to uh, more often than others? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I've read this book now, maybe eight or nine times. Uh, it's Luke, the gospel of Luke. I don't know why. Um, maybe it's just the way it was written. Cause Luke is written in a very like conversational type way. Um, and it's, it's written sort of for the layman almost, which, uh, is, I don't know why it had so much impact, but I'll probably, I'll probably read Luke every other month now. Um, I'll take a break, but I, I, I don't know why I just love Luke. I love reading what Jesus said, you know, when they're quoting Jesus and there's something about reading that in particular that just had an effect on me. Wow. Bill, that was a great book of recommendation. So if you don't normally read the Bible and you're thinking, oh, I might like to just see what the Bible's about. Luke is a wonderful book. And it tells the story of Jesus. So well worth having a look uh, at that. Okay. Um, so music-wise, though, we've got another track to play from you. So uh, this track we're going to play now is called Heavy. Tell us the story behind Heavy. Uh, Heavy is one I haven't... This will be the, probably the first time I actually talk about what, what the song is. Um, I think a lot of people that have heard it sort of thought it was about what we just talked about, sort of the depression and, and anxiety thing. And it is, in a way, um, but it's really about the book of Habakkuk. I don't know if that's a deep cut, like Bible book. <laughs> if you read the book of, of Habakkuk, it's quite amazing. So, so in the UK, we normally say Habakkuk. Habakkuk, okay, all right, I'll try it. Let's see but, but, you're, but you're pronouncing it probably perfectly for, for the US audience. You carry on saying that. I've no idea what they say in Australia and Canada. People will probably let us know, so ha that's Habakkuk. okay. That's, Habakkuk, okay. Habakkuk. That's actually great, I like that, I like that a lot. Anyway, so the book takes place in this time uh, of Israel where uh, there's all sorts of injustice going on uh, in Israel and Babylon is sort of, um, sort of starting to emerge and become a threat. And the first half of the book, Habakkuk's questioning, or Habakkuk is questioning God, which is not something you see too often. You see it in the Psalms, but Habakkuk is angrily just almost shouting at God, like, why are you letting this happen? You could change things. You could, just with one look, one move of your finger, you could you could erase all this injustice. You could kick back uh, Babylon, and uh, 
God gives him this answer that he does not like. He's like, no, I, I'm using Babylon to uh, to punish Israel. And he's like, <laughs> and, and he's like, what? <laughs> I don't like this answer at all, please. And 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 God sort of gives him an audience. He's sort of talking to him, and he's like, don't worry, I will bring Babylon down. Um, all the injustice will end eventually. Um, and then the weird, the weird thing happens. Habakkuk is still not okay with it. He doesn't agree with God, but he just starts worshiping um, in the in the last half of the book. And that's the the last chapter is literally this really long prayer where Habakkuk is just praising God, even though he doesn't agree, even though he doesn't know why. Um, and heavy that that book was so inspiring to me that you could have these questions and at the end you could still praise and you could still give glory. Um, so heavy is sort of about my situation, but I also wanted to write about all the things going on in the world. You know, why, why is, why is COVID-19 going on? Why is uh, there famine? Why are people going hungry every day and dying of dying of thirst and hunger? Why does it have to be so heavy? And then at the last bit of the song, it's just, I surrender. You know, I don't even, I don't even have to know the answer. I just, I surrender. So that's, that's heavy. What a good things fall apart. Why's it gonna feel so That was Heavy by Stephen Stanley, and I'm so pleased that Stephen is with us for the artist interview. Stephen, thank you so much for everything you've already shared and for that absolutely cracking track. Um, it would be really helpful right now if you were happy to pray for listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, God, we love you. Um, thank you for this opportunity for, for me and Gordon to just talk. Um, and I pray that anything we've said today, I pray that there's at least one person that that get something out of it and, and is encouraged by you. Um, God, I just, I pray if there's someone that's never heard the gospel before, that's never heard that, that you are capable of saving, that you died on the cross for our sins and, and rose again from the dead. I pray that this would be the first time they've heard. Um, if there's anyone that has never heard, I pray today is the day that they will hear. Father, thank you for Gordon. Thank you for this opportunity. We love you so much in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And in fact, if you're in the UK listening to the show and you're thinking, yeah, I would like to find out a little bit more, pop along to www.findachurch.co.uk because there are many thousands of churches that would love to welcome you and hope you find out more about God's amazing love. And if you're listening on one of our partner stations worldwide, uh, just contact the station and ask them to recommend a really good church to you. Um, there are many, that just, you know, Many people would just love to tell you more about what God's done in their own lives and also what God would like to do with you and walk with you and share uh, your life uh, with you. It's, I've got to say, it's an amazing invitation, a wonderful opportunity. So um, thank you very much, Stephen. It'd be great to find a little bit about your plans going forwards now. So here we are. It is summer 2022. So uh, it's, it's not fair to say that COVID is necessarily totally behind us because we're now learning to live with COVID. But 
things are opening up very much. There's lots of um, potential gigs going on. I've looked on your website and it says you have no tours coming up. Why is that? Well, actually, that changed yesterday. So I do have, I do have, yeah. I can't, I can't say anything uh, about like with their wits yet. Um, but yeah, that news will be coming very soon. So there's probably like three or four tours. You can't say who they're with, but in your latest single, yeah, which um, I've got to say, very nice note to self, a really beautiful song. Uh, you sung with Riley Clemens. Yes. So are you yeah, going to go on tour with Riley Clemens, even though you can't I, tell I me? Can't say, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we've had we've had Riley on the show a couple of times. She is a lovely lady. So if it Riley. happens that it's Riley, you would have a cracking time, that's for sure. Because oh, uh, yeah. she's she's great. We'll have anyway. to get up on stage and sing that one for sure if we if we tour together. You if, know. if you if you were to tour together, remember, ladies and gentlemen, you definitely didn't hear it first, but you heard it here first. <laughs> right. Anyway, sorry for putting you on the spot there, Stephen. I shouldn't be so <laughs> naughty. Great. Anyway, okay, so so there is going to be some touring happening, but uh, I'm guessing, so although Raleigh did bother to come to the UK recently, I'm guessing that it's not on your agenda to get to the UK just yet. Oh my gosh, I just want to come just to just to be there. I, I love your accent so much. I want to hear it all the time. So I just... It's, it, is, it is worth it just for the... And I suppose That's I could send you... supposed to be spoken. Just saying, you know. So <laughs> Thank you, my good man. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so, so realistically speaking, though, it's going to be touring in the States. So will you get as far as Canada? Can you tell me that? Uh, we, we almost went to Canada last week. We went to Michigan, so that was, that was pretty, almost. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's that's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair enough. Yeah. So, so have you slowed down on your songwriting, or are you still as prolific as you were in twenty twenty one? Um, sort of. So basically, I wrote two hundred twenty songs, and it's you know inevitable for those to just kind of get lost in the weeds. So this is very recent uh last week i i'm finally going to be able to make an album um you know i've only made eps you know my whole life so i'm going to make an album it's i, I can tell you, it's going to be like a big album there's going to be like 20 something songs on it so like <laughs> sorry i just i just got double you said 20 yeah like a lot of songs that is a crackingly big album that's huge uh, that, that, yeah okay 20, 20 tracks so and your tracks aren't exactly one minute 20 second tracks normally so um no. so that's going to be quite a quite a good album by the sounds of things i think so i mean there's yeah there's so many songs and uh i literally went to the label and um was just like hey there's we've got some great songs i have the story i want to tell and i sort of have a concept for it and this is how I want to do it. And I want it to be this many songs. And uh, they were, you know, I, I think they said I, I, when I walked in the room to, to meet with them, they were thinking I was going to say, hey, let's do four more songs and then make an album. <laughs> make an album out of my releases. But I was like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to make a lot more music. <laughs> so wow. I haven't slowed down songwriting, but I have. I have in a way because I'm I'm actually working on making the music for all those songs that a lot of those songs that I've written. So okay, yeah. So gonna be gonna be kind of busy then. Yeah. So that's why I haven't toured a whole lot, um, and I've only got little sparse uh, you know dates here and there. But uh, yeah, I'm really trying to make make this album the best thing ever. So yeah. It's a high, it's a high bar to, yeah. to set the best thing ever. So I don't, best thing ever, I, I, my, you know. 
okay. So I, I know, because in the back of my mind, I was going, he wants to make something better than the album Holy Water by We The Kingdom. I mean, it's it's, it's going to be hard. So, but okay. So did you, do you like the album? Have you listened to it? Oh yeah, I love them. They're amazing. They're okay. actually friends. Uh, I, yeah. They are, yeah. So they're actually? They're friends, friends of mine. So yeah. They're, they're, are they? Yeah. Oh, we, we've got mutual friends. Yeah. That's nice. That's so, um, so cool. Okay. So, um, uh, so 20 track album, when's that going to hit? I can't tell you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do you want me to try and guess? Is it going to be February, 2023? I think yeah, it'll be first quarter, 2023. Um, okay, I'm probably right. I'm probably right. It's probably February 2023, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. <laughs> that's great. Okay, that's that. That's cool. So that's, that's something to look forward to. Now, for listeners who maybe don't know you very well, all those who aren't yet connected, uh, how do people go about finding you? Where are you on the web and social media? Yeah, it's Stephen Stanley Music, um, mostly on TikTok and Instagram. Those are my two main things. So TikTok and Facebook. You could, you know, if you want to. <laughs> Facebook, fa- Facebook, if you're my age. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, so with regards to touring, obviously you've got, you know who you're touring with. You can't tell us because it's hush hush. But if you could tour with anybody and you're not allowed now to pick the people that you are touring with, so forget them. If you could tour with anybody, who would be your dream tour people? Oh, that's difficult. Uh, I'm going to make it hard. You're not, you're not allowed to choose anybody on your label. Uh, oh, Okay. <laughs> Any any genre is that any genre any genre at all? Who who would you like to to go and sing on a big stage? Uh, one is would be Switchfoot. Um, oh yeah, yeah, they're they've you know they're that's probably the first music I remember hearing just as a person. Um, so Switchfoot would be awesome. Uh, just dreaming big. Cold. I, do you guys like Coldplay in the UK? I can't remember. Do we like Coldplay? I think we probably do like Coldplay in the UK. Yes, it's called Coldplay. Because, like, you know, we always make fun of Nickelback here in the United States. I've heard that a lot. There's like a lot of Coldplay haters in the UK, but I could be I could be very wrong. Oh yeah, there probably are, but but they're they're probably wrong. <laughs> Coldplay would be you know way up there for sure. Um, and and need to breathe. That would be that would be amazing. Oh yeah, okay, yeah that 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 would be yeah. quite a good. Um, a, a good uh, a good lineup. I'd, I'd enjoy. I would go to that show if you were in it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay, well, look, I can't promise you, but I'll see if I can arrange it. Okay. Okay. Great. Great. Okay. If I do, I'll, I'll definitely get back in touch. Okay. So, um, so you've got you've got some decent places you're going to play. You're not telling us where they are. You've got an album coming out. That's fantastic news. Uh, could you tell me about something that God's done in your life, other than obviously your accident where he, he saved you? Something that God's done in your life where you, where you go. Wow, that was just a god moment. Yeah, um, you know, I'm still in the midst of this right now. Um, uh, my wife. So I was on tour with. Do you guys know uh, We Are Messengers? Yeah. Um, so I was on tour with. Yeah, they're, they're, they're sort of from our neck of the woods. All that they've done. We've we've lent them to your side of the pond yeah. temporarily. Yeah, Ireland. Um, but he. Uh, so I was on tour with them earlier this year, and my wife calls me. Um, and, uh, this was early in the morning. My wife calls me just screaming. She's, she's at home alone. I'm, I'm going to be a dad soon, by the way, which is, which is great. So, <laughs> that is, was, um, was that, so that's your first child on the way. First child on the way. She's coming in October. Um, okay. But she calls me, um, 
in the midst, you know, I'm, I'm on tour. I'm probably, I think I'm in Indiana and then she's back in Georgia. So I'm about eight, seven, eight hours away. And uh, someone was trying to break in to our house uh, while I was away. And, um, you know, well, while she was in, while she was in the while house, she was in the house, she was getting ready for work and she looks out the window and this guy is just staring at her. Um, and she's, yelling and he just continues to stare at her and sort of messing with the door. And um, so she's, you know, she, she picks up her phone. The guy sees the phone and he, he runs away. And um, you know what this did to her, you know, she's, she's pregnant. I think she was about four or five months pregnant at this point. And, you know, I'm away. She's home alone. It was just terrible, terrible situation. And, um, you know, since then, we've been dealing with sort of the aftermath. Um, my wife to this day, you know, she's still struggling with, with fear. Um, you know, they never caught the guy that actually did it. Um, so, so she's, she's just got this fear that this, this guy's still out there. And I'll tell you a lot of the things that I've seen come from that. It sort of, it sort of goes back to the questions of why, why does this have to happen right now? God, like, why, why are we going through this? What's the purpose? Um, you know, uh, over here in the States, how housing is so expensive. Um, it's, it's so hard to move. And, you know, that's, that's one thing we wanted to do was just get out of that house. And, um, recently, um, it, I would call it a miracle. Uh, we were, we were able to f- figure out a way to get out, and, and go to another house. So that's, that's one thing where it's like, man, my wife can rest. And for the rest of this pregnancy, we can actually get ready for the baby instead of, you know, dealing with the, the turmoil that's surrounded this. Um, and then there was a, a, a certain song that came out of that. Um, and it's, it's the sort of song I think could be, could be life-changing for, for my family. Um, and that's that's one thing. Obviously, we haven't seen that yet. I could be totally wrong, but um, it seems to be what, what God is showing me is is that there's there's a purpose in everything, um, even even in the even in the bad things and the and the trials. There's there's something I'm doing. There's something that you know. There's something that God is doing. You know. So yeah. Sorry, I know that was wow. very long winded. <laughs> no, no, it was it was it was quite interesting, quite worrying in in some respects. I, 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 I could feel a bit of tension going. Gosh, that would be a horrible situation to, to be in. Um, I'm so sorry to hear that, but I'm so glad that actually that you've you've got the opportunity to move and and be away from that. Yeah. So so it sounds like it sounds like new things have opened up. Just to say, I tell you what, we we did have a similar situation where where we had um, a, a burglar come to our house. Um, and my wife actually answered the door uh, and there was something really off about the guy and she felt unhappy about it. Um, but uh, after that, we, we bought ourselves from Amazon one of those ring doorbells. Yep. And um, it's such a good little bit of kit. So if you're at home, maybe you're, maybe you're at someone's home alone or even if you just want to protect your home and not around, some of these little security systems, I've got to say, oh, yeah. I get a, a big thumbs up for, for ring doorbells. They're absolutely superb. Yeah, so. we did that the next day. I wish we had it before, but um, yeah, next the next day we, we got the ring. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Sponsored by Ring. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was just in the back of my mind. I was going, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some business opportunity here. Yeah. But actually, we don't, we don't carry advertising on the artist interview. So it's, it's, it was just a genuine recommendation from me and Stephen, just because we both got Ring doorbells. So okay, cool. Okay, so we got, we've got another track to play. Uh, so and this is the last track we've got, uh, and it's called The Heat. So tell us about The Heat. Yeah, uh, The Heat is one of those songs where I wanted to write a faith-based song that would actually tell my story of what was going on right then. I think I said a little earlier, I just, I didn't want it to be the, the, the standard, the verse, you know, we're really struggling in, in the chorus, you know, everything's okay. Just because that wasn't honest to my situation. I just wanted to write a song, you know, I just can't feel the heat right now. It goes into like the whole flooding thing it's 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 constant questions and i'm just dealing with this panic attack and i just god i just need to tell you that's what's going on um and i and i do at the end of the song um sort of say this phrase like sometimes i feel like i can i can breathe again and i can fall and i can rise but i'm still alive i'm still here you know i'm still breathing um so yeah, the, the heat's just, it, it's just that point in time. It's just my story. So yeah, I need something holy, somebody to hold me, a strong back to stand my ground. I've been feeling lonely, nobody understands me. Please heaven, can you help me out? Cause I need something holy. And that was The Heat by Stephen Stanley. And thanks so very much, Stephen, for joining us today for the artist interview. Now, there are many more podcasts with interviews from all sorts of artists for you to enjoy. Just pop along to your favourite podcast platform and look up The Artist Interview. Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you get more blessing as you listen to more of them. I'm Gordon T. God bless you. Bye-bye. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview.